We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember to subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can always check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Mertig. Maggie's away this week, but we're back for another Friday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. How you doing, Andrew? Yeah, Maggie is off hanging out in Green Bay, getting ready for some preseason action uh, with a whole bunch of people that we all know and recognize from Twitter. Uh, it's been it's been fun living vicariously through all of those folks. My old stomping grounds. Well, I'm here uh, prepping for apparently a hurricane coming through oh my. in California. So uh, all of that is great. But like football is back. This is really exciting. Hearing um, Andy's breakdowns. Not just like once daily, but often getting that that live update of what practice looked like and then the breakdown the next morning as I'm driving to work has been really, really cool to keep me up to date with how things are going at uh, practice, training camp, etc. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's been so fun getting those updates. Uh, you know, getting the tweets is one thing and you get the little bits and pieces, but getting the full conversations, whether that's in a video or a podcast later, has been super helpful just to get the full flavor of what's happening out there at Packers practice. And man, football's back, Andrew. We've got one preseason game under our belts. The Bengals week of practice was super fun. We've continued that fun this week with practice with the Patriots, and we get to cap it off with the second preseason game against the New England Patriots on Saturday night. And so we're here to get everybody ready to watch this game. And so Andrew and I want to work our way through this Packers roster, uh, talk about the position groups that we continue to be most intrigued by, and some players that we'll be watching closely in this second preseason contest. And maybe it's just because we've been a little starved from football, right? Or maybe it's because we've moved past uh, the offseason storylines of Aaron Rodgers and all that tension. But last week's preseason game, I know it was a preseason game, but it was one of the most enjoyable preseason games that I remember watching in a long time. Just so much fun, and we get to do it again on Saturday. Uh, we want to help you get ready to watch the roster battles within this game as we start to kind of get a feel for who's going to end up on this 53-man roster by the end of all of this. So let's get started with this. Let's jump into the position groups. Andrew, what group are you going to have your eye on tomorrow night? Yeah, absolutely. And before I get into that, I think you said something really interesting. Like, this is a fascinating preseason in so many ways. And that Bengals game was a little bit of a dress rehearsal, I think, for for the Packers, this that was a Cincinnati team that wasn't playing a ton of their starters, obviously, yeah. you know, the Burrow injury and uh, not wanting to risk getting hurt some of their key pieces on offense. This is a Patriots team that's in a little bit more of a similar situation to the Packers. A lot to prove, a really young roster. Um, and, and I think for the Packers, this is a real, like, formidable preseason challenge where in the second week of the preseason, you expect to see more play from your key players. And the Patriots are are definitely in a situation where they need to evaluate their talent. So I think that's really interesting. And it should be a good test for the position group that I am watching, which is edge. And that's because we, we already know from a starting standpoint. We know what Preston Smith is. We know what Rashawn Gary is when he's healthy. And so check, check, you got two starters. But are we finally going to get something from Lucas Van Ness? We don't know. You know, is this going to be a little bit more of a redshirt year where we see a few flashes kind of like we did with Rashawn Gary? Is Van Ness going to be a rotational kind of player? And then, you know, who's at the front of the line for that edge four? Is it Justin Hollins? You have the veteran presence who's really solid against the run. You have the youngster Kingsley Enibare, who certainly had a big day on, what was that, practice on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, or Brenton Cox Jr., somebody that, you know, ton of potential and you know you don't totally know what he is coming in as a udfa because of the off the field stuff mm -hmm. and then also kind of similarly can Keyshawn banks make some noise and be a practice squad guy i'm fascinated by this position and we know that the packers defense typically goes really deep into the rotation at edge so it's not just about those first two guys so who is going to emerge in game two where players trying to prove themselves will likely get significantly more reps yeah, it's going to be a really fascinating thing to watch. And we've come from just loving that room to kind of having questions about that room to now having Justin Hollins and Kingsley and Igbari as your, like, potentially number four, number five guys off the bench is a pretty good rotation. 
you can at least hope that it holds together and is that strong of a group. It could be exciting. Uh, I'm going to talk about the wide receiver group here, which is the low-hanging fruit in this. I understand that. But the Packers have a tradition. I always talk about this. But the Packers have a tradition of only keeping six wide receivers. Matt LaFleur has a long tradition of only keeping six. They kept five only in 2020. They broke tradition last year, though, and they kept seven. So threw us off a little bit. But I'll be watching the wide receivers over the next couple weeks to see if anyone can force Green Bay to keep seven wide receivers again. Or maybe they go all the way back down to five. It, it feels like Dobbs, Watson, Reed, Toure, and Wicks, those five are probably locks to make this team. That's five guys. Who's number six, though, right? Like Malik Heath feels like he's made a good case for that. Grant DuBose was a draft pick, which is interesting. And then Bo Melton brings a little bit of a different skill set. So it's going to be fun to see those guys, Heath, Melton, DuBose, and the other guys that are sprinkled in there really compete for that last job or those last two jobs if they go with seven. And DuBose could make his debut on Saturday. So that could be really fun to watch as well. But this is a battle that I think is going to be really, really fun to watch unfold over the last couple of weeks of training camp and these preseason games. Yeah, that's fascinating because I feel like Malik Heath is one good performance on Saturday away from being a lock on this yeah. roster. Yeah, he's close. And then you just have no choice, right? You have to keep six in that case. And I, I really like the upside of Grant DuBose. In, in fact, I had him rated higher than... I did Jaden Reed coming yeah. into the draft process. Yeah. So I would love for him to hang around. But the thing that I always go back to is you can go to all 32 training camps. And I guarantee you there is one wide receiver who is at risk of getting cut that the fans are in love with. And they're yeah. like, we can't risk putting him out of there yeah. on the waiver. <laughs> yeah. NFL practice squads are littered with like high upside wide receivers. Yeah. And so I'm not worried about Grant DuBose getting exposed. Like, could you lose him? Yeah, potentially. Um, but I was somebody who was infatuated with Tory Gurley and didn't think the Packers could possibly risk putting him oh, on man. the practice squad way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was fine, you know. So mm-hmm. it, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I know I said the exact same thing last week. Wide receivers, low hanging fruit, but this is a super fascinating position. Fun, yeah. So we're gonna switch over to players to watch from the positions uh, and. We're going to take a look at how individual players um, it, like are catching our attention as we move into the preseason game. So who you got, Kyle? All right. So I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave. And I, I just can't help it, Andrew. I, I know I picked somebody else because <laughs> everybody's talking about Luke, but he's the shiny object. Love targeted him early and often against the Bengals. Love has talked him up, continues to target him heavily in practice. The Packers use Musgrave, a tight end, on an end around in the end zone, the uh, in, in the red zone rather, the other day. The buzz is just getting out of control. So this is a special player with a special athletic skill set, and the Packers seem set on featuring him quite a bit in the offense as Love has quickly found a comfort with him. So. Uh, some guys you focus on in this process, Andrew, are a little bit you do that because they're on the roster bubble, kind of like we talked with some of these wide receivers. Others like Musgrave, you kind of want to watch because watching them will tell you a lot about the offense that you're about to see in the season, right? And how the Packers are going to use him and build their offense maybe around him, even as a young player. So with that young, explosive tight end potentially being featured, it could be quite a little bit different look to the offense this year than even in years past because of the way that he may be a focal point. All right. On this episode of No One Cares About Your Fantasy Football Team, 
I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Where are you comfortable taking Luke Musgrave in fantasy football, if at all? Oh, okay. Is, is he your t- tight end two? Is he my tight end two? No, he's not my tight end two. Um, no, I, I, I don't mean overall. I mean on your roster. Like, oh, okay. Can, can you like, be comfortable? Like, yes, we've reached fever pitch, and we're taking him right behind <laughs> Travis Kelsey right now. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is getting this is this is uh, hot take stuff. Um, yeah, he's still he's still a tight end too. Like you can't take him to be your tight end one. He's a rookie tight end. You know, expecting the kind of volume that you need on your fantasy squad. Uh, from a rookie is probably unrealistic, but my dynasty teams, man, I'm loading up on some Luke Musgrave. I just unloaded Michael Thomas for Luke Musgrave uh, in a dynasty league, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yikes, that's uh, that's high praise. So uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Dontavian Wicks uh, as my player to watch, and he, he was absolutely one of my favorite Packers draft picks. And him developing a good connection with Sean Clifford definitely paid early dividends last week. I'm excited to see him continue to develop that rapport because he's one of the best peer route runners on this team and provides something to this unit that I think it is missing. So if Wicks can emerge as the fifth wide receiver, maybe even pushing a little bit for the fourth, I think this suddenly becomes a pretty deep unit with a lot, a lot of upside going forward. Talk about like early 2010s kind of depth at at the wide receiver position for the Packers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. 
I really wish I could have simply used GameTime to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using GameTime app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the GameTime app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. GameTime is the place for last minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, this feels like a wide receiver room that could be good this year and could be great next year. And Wicks, I feel like, is a big factor in that. Uh, could be a fun player that they got. Again, late in the draft, uh, could could pay big dividends. Um, I will be watching safety Jonathan Owens, uh, who has been running with the starters a little bit. He started last week's preseason game and has shown flashes, but he's also been inconsistent. He was Andy Herman's lowest-graded defensive performance from the Bengals game, and he had one play where he was noticeably and painfully out of position. But he continues to get the opportunities. The coaches really like him. They love his attitude and his experience and what he brings as a leader on the field uh, and to that secondary. With safety being a position group with lots of question marks, I just want to see if he can take a step forward and build upon his first outing and find a little bit more consistency out there as he settles in a little bit. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are rooting for Jonathan Owens. Part of that has to do, of course, with who he's married to. But I I was really, really excited about the signing (laughs) because he was a very solid player on a very not solid roster with the Houston Texans last year. And I think that kind of depth uh, often can go really unnoticed. So I would expect that to be an opportunity for him to bounce back in a big way on Saturday. I'm going to talk about different safety, and that is Anthony Johnson Jr. And I personally wasn't super in on the Johnson hype train all offseason. People talking about him as a starter from day one of camp. I thought he was a solid player in college who had some skills to have some upside in the NFL with a good development plan. Let's face it, this is a guy who was a cornerback and then suddenly was playing safety his last year in college. That transition to the NFL is steep no matter what. It's super steep for safeties. It's super, super steep for safeties who haven't played safety that long. (laughs) Uh, And his training camp seemed to be a slow build, but there is some noise on him getting some first-team reps, and with all the question marks at safety, it would be amazing to see someone step up and actually earn that starting role. Mm -hmm. And we know with some of the inconsistencies that we've seen from some of the other safeties that even some, like, big ups, even with some kind of downs, might be enough to get Mm -hmm. you a starting role in this defense. And, uh, you know, this seems to be trending to be the game where Johnson is really going to get his shot. And regardless of the outcome, I think that makes him an absolute must-watch in Saturday's game. Yeah, I completely agree. It would be really fun, like you said, if somebody stepped up and took that job, because we know somebody's playing safety, two guys playing safety, it'd be really nice if if they had earned that and were out there because they showed that they that they deserve to be out there. Um, 
I almost made the safety position the group to watch this week. I just think that there are so many question marks there. We'll continue to watch that. And Coach Lafleur has been really complimentary of Anthony Johnson Jr. this week in particular. So it just seems like his stock is on the rise. We'll see if we see that on the field show up in the same way that he's getting the compliments from his coaches. Uh, but how incredible would it be if Green Bay hit on multiple seventh round picks from this draft class, right? Like Anthony Johnson seems like he's on track to contribute at least. And my guy, Carrington Valentine, has been spectacular <laughs> thus far. Andrew hates it that I've, uh, I'm making fun of him with the Carrington Valentine stuff, but uh, he is my next player here, and I'll be watching Valentine again this week. I know I talked about him last week, but I'm watching a little bit differently now, right? And I think the Packers are too, because you go into the first preseason game hoping that he continues to play at a high level, that what you've seen on the practice field carries over into a game. And now that he's done that, you start to watch wondering if you might have a legitimate starter on your hands, right? Like how far does this go? How much does it translate? And if you have a starter, you have Rasul, Valentine, Nixon, Jair, Stokes, right? You feel like all those guys can play. Maybe you start to think about how one of these guys could help you at that safety spot that we just talked about. Maybe finding ways to get more of these guys on the field becomes the priority. And so I think if Valentine plays well again, I think he might actually start to impact the way the Packers plan their personnel groupings, that he might be a guy that they want to get on the field a little bit more, right? Again, hitting on a seventh rounder, finding a starter there would just be incredible. But at a minimum, it feels like Green Bay's depth at corner already feels so much better than it did a year ago. Yeah, and transitioning from two seventh rounders from this year to a seventh rounder from last year, I'm going to talk about Rashid Walker. I think the Packers suddenly have depth concerns after the offensive tackle group looked like one of the deepest in the whole league just a week ago. You have Luke Tenuta, uh, who appears to be done for the season. Caleb Jones is not practicing since the ankle injury. So after Yash, the depth needs to come from Rashid Walker. And I really liked Walker coming out of Penn State. And I thought he was a potential steal in last year's draft. And the Packers have had some success in taking low-round guys, UDFAs, who have a lot of, like, natural movement skills, uh, or in the case of of Jones and Tenuta and Yash, like just physical stature and then kind of teaching them to play the position, his emergence would be a huge get for the Packers as they always need a plan for David Bakhtiari to potentially need some time off. So I will be keeping a very close eye on Rasheed Walker, who might be getting a whole heck of a lot of run come Saturday. And speaking of David Bakhtiari, we have a little bit of time before the conclusion of the show. And I know Twitter has run rampant with a potential David Bakhtiari trade because uh, it got talked about, of course. Uh, I believe on McAfee. No, I don't know. Uh, I think McAfee might have talked about it, but uh, Kurt Benkirk also did a... Uh, interview where he talked about Bakhtiari. Yeah, it was. I forget. I forget what Banker was on. But um, my question to you is not, is this realistic? Because I don't think there's any way that the Packers would trade David Bakhtiari at this point. Right. Right. If the the time to trade him was in the lead up to the season. Mm -hmm. Um, But would you, if you were the GM, Mm-hmm. Would you actually trade David Bakhtiari before the season starts? And what is the tipping point? What's the offer where you get the phone call and they offer blank and you can't say no to that? 
And then if the Packers happen to be out of the playoff hunt, uh, would you consider doing it at the trade deadline? Interesting. Okay, so this is fun. Just for some context, right? Uh, Bakhtiari is getting up there in age. Uh, looks like 32 at the end of September. So he's, you know, not a spring chicken. You got to think about how how does he factor into the long-term plans of this team? And does he? Those kinds of things. Trent Williams was traded for a fifth and a future third uh, several years ago. Uh, some con- contract, you know, variables in there, of course, those kinds of things. But a fifth and a third, so some context. For me, I think you touched on this. The Packers ha- uh, losing a couple of the depth tackles really puts a wet blanket on this potential because I think you don't lose those guys and then jettison your best player probably at the position. Not that you think that you're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but you don't want to get your young quarterback killed. Like You need to know if he can be the guy, and part of that – equation is keeping him upright and so I think Bakhtiari is still a very important role uh, this year even if it's not we're going to go win the Lombardi Um, for me if I'm trading him before we get to the season we're we're, are we talking about the Jets or are we just talking about in general just in general okay I was going to say if we're trading him to the Jets the conditional one becomes an absolute one like, we just go ahead and make sure we get that one. And then we get the 2024, 2025 one as well is probably what I would need to do it before the season. And then you're just saying, okay, I'm playing Nyman, I'm playing Tom, and then Walker is my swing tackle, and then we're going to figure it out. Like, that, at that price, if you just think he's not in, in the cards for you in the future, and you, you secure two first-round picks – one that would be a second, then I think you just that that's a pretty good price for me. Um, but I'm curious what you think and what you would consider at the trade deadline um, if the season's not going well for the Packers. Yeah, I think I think before the season you're you're spot on. It would have to be a first round pick because while I don't think that's a realistic scenario because that's a huge gamble for whoever the other team trading for Bakhtiari is, especially factoring in his contract, that's what you need if you're the Green Bay Packers in order to do it. I will say, I do think that there's a little bit of a benefit for Green Bay from an organizational standpoint, because Yash is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And to be able to put him at left tackle and assess him, I think is somewhat valuable on its yeah, own right because sure. then you know like is this guy a franchise left tackle that we're then going to have to go out and pay and from yeah. a depth standpoint even losing Tenuta, who looked pretty promising you do have Rashid Walker so if you have some faith in him as that as you you mentioned swing tackle that's nice and you still have a little bit of insurance if Caleb Jones ankle turns out all right um, so this isn't like nearly as bad as the depth of like 80 to 90 percent of the rest of the NFL um but yeah I mean David Bakhtiari is a franchise cornerstone he's great for the locker room you save a tiny bit of money for this year the difference between like if you trade him today and you cut him at the end of the season or you trade him in the offseason like there's no more additional salary cap savings Mm -hmm. in in 2024 yeah so 
I don't think that part makes as much of a difference. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's there is the draft capital. I, I think if you're out of it at the trade deadline, that's something that you really seriously consider. And then I definitely would say the price is going down because, yeah. you know, a team's only going to get him for potential end of the year and, and playoff run. So it's probably where you're looking at like a second or a third. Um, but I don't think this happens regardless. And I, you know, that was not the point of this conversation, but I think when it comes to roster building, it's, it's something that you have to contemplate, like what would it take to pry this player away? Um, And, you know, you're already looking at a youth movement. We don't know if Bakhtiari would, would be part of sort of a, a next generation of Packers success if it heads that way. But, Something interesting, he's only 32. And mm-hmm. you mentioned Trent Williams. He had some injury concerns earlier and then uh, turned that into a very, very long career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And I think the Packers knowing his medicals is a big factor of this, that we don't know like exactly what they think. Do they anticipate that David Bakhtiari has turned a corner and he has four to five years of good career left? Or do they think that this is a player that we just kind of are going to have to manage for the rest of his career and we're going to get eight to ten games out of him a season and that's what we're probably going to feel good about? Like, like that's kind of where things are. And if that's the case, then you probably say we just need to get value if we can before we have to move on because we're not going to sink more money into him. And we know that, but other teams around the league don't necessarily know that, right? So there's some of those things that we just don't have we're not we're not privy to those details to make the decision. But for me, Bakhtiari, players that aren't quarterbacks or elite pass rushers don't usually fetch first round picks. We've seen it a little bit with younger tackles. Um, but I think this is a situation where you're probably hoping for a second, realistically. Um, and for me, anything past the second is such a dart throw that you probably just hold on to your player as long as you can. And then you move on when you have to. So it'll be interesting. But, I mean, there's lots of the fun drama and relationships with Rodgers and Bakhtiari. And, you know, is there drama because Bakhtiari is the one who's still with the team. And, you know, his buddies have all left and all that. But I think at the end of the day, he's a professional and he helps the Green Bay Packers in 2023. And I think that's probably where it ends. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a team that I I think still has some playoff ambitions. So trading away your franchise left tackle probably doesn't do a a lot to helping support the locker room in in having those positive thoughts leading into the season. Um, So that is definitely interesting. Yeah. And to David Bakhtiari's credit, he is in a tough spot with you know, the relationships being what they are with Rodgers and and coaches and those kinds of things. But I think he's done a really nice job of of speaking highly of his friends. And but also he's also up, upheld Jordan Love and spoken highly of him and talked about where he thinks that this team can go this year and how Jordan Love is well beyond what a, like a first year quarterback would normally be. So to his credit and his character, being the guy who is in kind of an awkward situation, I think it's been kind of cool to see him kind of take the high road and the professional path of saying, like, I'm still a Green Bay Packer and he's not trying to, like, rush his way out of town. Like, he's here to help this team win this year. So to his credit, I thought that was kind of cool. Absolutely. So um, 
Just an interesting story that I wanted to get your thoughts on and certainly a a lot to think about and a lot to watch for this upcoming preseason game. But that is all the time that you have that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore pundit and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please consider giving us a five star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. That would really, really help us out. Uh, And next week. We will be back on Friday, Kyle, Maggie, and myself, with a preview of the Packers' third preseason game against the Seattle Seahawks. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.